Rise and shine. It's butt whipping time. It's time for the Morning Blitz with Ross Volkmer. That broadcast school has really paid off. Talking everything sports. From the preps. Mitchek with the swing and the kill. Point Goodland. Match Goodland. To the pros. Oh my! Nolan Jones crushes it! A walk-off winner! The Blitz is presented by the insurance agency, Equity Bank of Hoxie, Quinter, and Grinnell, the Cowboy Corner Express, and the Farmer State Bank in Oakley. Stop what you're doing and listen! Flipped over third, it's gonna drop in for a base hit! It's a Marlins win! Bottle to deep right center. Good carry to the stands, gone! A two-homer day for JDB! Oh, Joey, Joey, Joey! Right-hander deals, and a shot down the right field line, hooking in the corner, and off the very top of the fence. That's going to score two. Massey comes through. They call me El Trevedor. <laughs> Good Thursday morning. Welcome back inside the Morning Blitz on 1025 U Rock, the Rocking M app, and WKSradio.net. Also simulcasting on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri State. So glad you're with us here. On this Thursday, a nice, beautiful, cool morning. Temperatures at 68 degrees after a, I don't know, there was chances of rain last night. Was out at the fair, having time with the kids because they love to ride the rides. And so we're out there and probably only get about five rides in. And then lightning shuts us down and then rain comes about another 45 minutes later. And that was it for that night of the fair for the kids and uh, the family. So... Uh, good time nonetheless, and uh, probably out back out again tonight. We'll see. I know there's another chances of some storms possibly. There's some storms moving across kind of along the border uh, going from west to east at this point in time. We had a nice rain shower again this morning. I don't even know. I didn't. I had so many other things going on this morning uh, that I didn't even get a chance to, to pop outside and take a look at the rain gauge and see how much rain I even got at my place. But that's all right. Uh, glad you're with us here on the Morning Blitz on this Thursday. As always, you want to be part of the show, you can hit us up on our text line. That number is 785-899-2222-899-2222. Today's program, we will be talking with Tess Smith of the Goodland Activity Center. She's got a big event coming up here, of course, on a week from this coming Friday, August 11th. It is the Back to School Bash. Uh, All kinds of fun things going on with that, including uh, the Goodland Cowboy basketball team's uh, cornhole tournament that they're going to have uh, third annual, I believe that that's going on. So plenty of things to get to with her on that big event coming up here. We'll touch on the Rockies and the Royals uh, a little bit later on in the program as well. Uh, and of course, uh, cannot forget. We'll hit on this in the walk off some more. But preseason football begins tonight. We have made it, folks. The the the, the wandering through the desert for forty plus days is finally over. We have reached time where we will see some football. Now, I'm not going to say. It's great-looking football. I mean, it's usually maybe, maybe one possession of the starters, and then, and then back to the, and then into the uh, the backups and stuff. But we will see some football tonight on NBC as the Jets and the Browns face off against one another. And plenty of good storylines surrounding those two franchises going into the season. The Jets, of course, with the bringing in of Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson getting his first. I think real of true full season at quarterback 
for Cleveland. Uh, and we'll see how that all looks, at least for a possession. It won't be for very long, but uh, I don't know. I'll probably watch a little bit of it uh, if we're not at the fair. But if, uh, if I don't see any of it, I'm not going to be too ashamed, to be honest with you. Uh, although these games do mean a little bit more than they used to because, you know, NFL preseason used to be four games. It's now been trimmed down to three games, which, fine, whatever, because they added an extra game in the regular season on the back end. So I understand that. Um, but this game, you know, it used to mean a lot less because it was one of four, and now it's one of three. Still not going to get a whole lot of it out of it, in my opinion. Anyway, let's, let's move on to the topic du jour, uh, and that would be... Honestly, I, I can't believe that we we should be at this point in time of the year. It's 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 August. We've got college football in less, let's see, coming up here on the 26th. So a little over three and a half weeks away, we've got college football starting up. And a, a true college football. We've got games scheduled for the 26th of August. There will be teams on the field playing. And... All that seems to be going on and being talked about at this point in time in the world of sports is continuing to discuss conference realignment. It is truly amazing to just, I don't remember ever, ever, I was thinking about this on the drive into work, I just don't ever remember growing up and we were talking about, well, we got to know where which team's going to be playing in the next few years. I mean, that was not a thing. I mean, look, you had the big, you know, like Penn State joined the Big Ten. Okay, that made sense. You know, back you know, there was rarely you you saw some teams that might have been independent or might have been, you know, another conference that maybe didn't suit them. They they had outgrown it. That's the best way to put it. They had outgrown it and they've switched conferences. You know, like TCU going from the Mountain West to the Big Twelve. Sometimes you outgrow a conference, and that's okay. I I understand that. You know, and and, and going back to the old and like I don't want to say olden days, but I'm talking like. You know, back in the 1930s, one of my favorite sports documentaries is Saturdays in the South. And if you haven't ever watched it, it's on ESPN Plus. You got to check it out. It's it's the history of SEC football. It's phenomenal. It's really good. I'm not even an SEC football fan, but I just love the history and how all things kind of came about in this four or five part you know documentary series. About ten hours worth of stuff. It's great. I love it. I love those type. I love that stuff. I love that history type of thing. And so. You know, they talk about how you know, when the SEC was originally formed, you know, there were some teams in the 1920s and 30s that are no longer in the SEC. One of, you know, and some of them are very small colleges, you know, that, that never became big. Okay. And then, you know, there's some that are big colleges, but, you know, didn't really stack up well in the SEC. Tulane, for an example, I believe is an original SEC member or one of the originals. Tulane's no longer in that conference. You know, they didn't grow enough with the other ones. But you see other schools like TCU, for example, grow and get bigger. And because of that, they outgrow their conference like the Mountain West, and they get invited to the Big 12. That kind of stuff happens. And honestly, I think we, back in those, at least in those all instances, we looked at those and like, well, that's fine, because they're in the same footprint of the conference. But then you see, you know, like Nebraska going to the Big 10. You know what? Still, even though it might be stretching the footprint of the conference, still kind of in that area. But now you're seeing conferences expand past that because if programs are to stay alive and and colleges and athletic departments to stay alive and be able to compete at the highest level, they need to have the right television markets and the right viewership and the right teams in order to do that. And so you see, once again, conferences 
expanding bigger and bigger. The Big 12, of course, going all the way now from Provo, Utah, all the way to Orlando, Florida. Big, long stretch. Of course, you see the Big 10 with the longest reach of all from Los Angeles, California to Piscataway, New Jersey. You see all these. And it, it just, it, it's just, it's amazing to me how much it just continues to change and how much different news comes out every single day. Because yesterday there was more news surrounding conference. Line. We already know that this summer has been the summer that Colorado has leaped and left the Pac-12 for the Big 12. That's happening next year. We know that. That's in stone. But now there's a whole bunch of talk as if, does Arizona want to go? Arizona, I think, would like to go, but they do not want to be, which I find to be funny, they, in their own words, do not want to be considered the the school that broke up the Pac-12. They do not want to be that school. So they would like it if the four corner state schools, Arizona State, with Arizona, Utah, uh, go those three schools go with Colorado to the Big 12. Then, then they don't have to worry about it. Here's the thing if you're Arizona. This would be my thought, and, and Dan Lucero has said this yesterday on our program. Don't worry about that. There's only so many spots on the lifeboat right now. you got to get on it. If, if, if that conference, the Pac-12, is going to diminish, and it certainly all signs point to that right now, we'll see. I mean, we thought the Big 12 was in that spot a few years ago. But it survived. I mean, if, if you're going to diminish that conference... You better find a spot that's going to suit you fine, and that that's okay. That's okay. And I, I don't think anybody would blame them for, for killing the Pac-12. If you really want to point the finger, you can point the finger at the Big Ten. You can point the finger at USC and UCLA. And, I, and honestly, if, if Arizona, if you really want to get technical, you can point the finger at guys like Larry Scott and George Kleokoff, your commissioners. You can point the finger at those guys. Because they did not do anything. They they did uh, they did they tried to do th- emulate things that other conferences were doing, but they did not have the right people in place to execute it correctly. Once again, the Pac-12 network, pretty much a fail. Because of that, other conferences got ahead with their own networks. Hence the ACC or sorry the the uh, the SEC network, the Big Ten network, all that stuff. Got ahead in all of that. You know, and then you had these other companies, you know, with Comcast, that didn't work out. And now you're, you've got a product that's not really sellable and you're going to go to a streaming-only service for a year with Apple, possibly, where it's subscription-based, making it sound like it's a unique niche sport. It's it's not that way. So it's there's lots of fingers you can point if you're the pac don't be, it doesn't. It's not Arizona. That's going to be the one that says, well, you broke up. If, even if it was just Arizona says we're leaving, you're not going to look at Arizona and say, well, they broke up the conference. No, they didn't. The Pac-12 is either going to hold on by the skin of its teeth or it's going to slowly fall apart piece by piece. Because with the news of Arizona and Arizona State and Utah possibly wanting to all move to the Big 12, possibly, and the news, that, that puts a lot of pressure on schools like Oregon as well as Washington to find a new home. And that's where the Big Ten has apparently started discussing adding four teams, Oregon, Washington. On top of that, you've got Cal and Stanford. Apparently, they want to add those. And that's pretty much just for your academic prowess, if we're being completely honest with you. 
And then so on top of that, with those schools considering, you know, leaving the Pac-12 because the Pac-12 is falling to pits, falling to bits. Then you've got, you know, other schools that seem to be in spots right now that you would think would be secure and happy. But they're not happy with what's going on in the rest of the landscape, and they're getting a little bit jealous. And and I, I'd say rightfully so. Uh, but like Florida State yesterday holds a board of trustees meeting and had at one point in time had over, you know, I think thirteen hundred people watching it, and which is ridiculous, by the way. But they had over thirteen hundred people watching it. And there were moments where they weren't talking about they were just talking about regular board meeting stuff like planes and things like like you know buying a plane for the university things of that stuff from like people were watching that just waiting to see if Florida State was going to say that they're going to leave the ACC because now their their trustees are threatening to leave the ACC over revenue imbalances. What does that mean? Well, if you want the backstory, the ACC went in a few years ago and signed a humongous deal with ESPN that put them through 2036. And at the time, that was a smart move. You know, it locked in their revenue sharing for a good amount of time. And they're like, well, we've got we've got the the comfort of knowing that we have a, a television partner in, in, in ESPN. That means ESPN Plus and ABC, all that stuff. We've got a television partner. Great. The SEC did the same exact thing. Signed a humongous deal a multiple, uh, multiple years ago uh, for a lot of money. And at the time, you're like, God, that's a lot of money per school. But the thing is, times change. Things change. Money changes. And all of a sudden, the Big Ten is out there signing a humongous deal. A humongous deal worth who knows how much money. I mean, just crazy gobs of money to the point to where you're going to see close to, you know, hundred million dollars per school is going to be going to each institution in the Big Ten at some point in time. And so now everyone is saying, well, gosh, we're not getting anywhere near that kind of money. You know, the ACC, the Big 12 is getting 32 million. You've got the SEC getting somewhere in the 50 to 60 million. And then you, of course, have the Big Ten and other schools getting around, you know, 70, 80, 90 million dollars, depending on how long this whole thing lasts. But that's where it all stands right now. It's just amazing to me that that's where we've come to this point in time. It's it's not about, you know, it used to be about location because of transportation and, you know, time on the road. Now, because of airplanes and stuff like that and jets, it don't take that long to go anywhere. We can, we can hop and fly anywhere we want to go. So it continues to change, and now there's big news that Florida State wants to leave. You know, and, and honestly, if Florida State were to go to the SEC, and if Clemson, who's another example that's in that conversation in the ACC, if they want to go to the SEC – fine it's in the footprint it makes sense it makes perfect sense you know the sec despite getting bigger has still at least somewhat stayed in the footprint they've stretched their footprint out but at least they've stayed pretty much connected you know unlike the big 10 who's going to have a humongous gap between you know the state of nebraska and california it's huge and that's gonna you know that's Think about it. If you're a student athlete from ucla you got to go play rutgers in volleyball or something like that i mean that's nuts Absolutely nuts. So there's a lot of things going on in the world of sports right now that are just crazy. And, and it's too bad that we're talking about conference realignment and not about the upcoming seasons a little bit more. But instead, every, every conference is doing their due diligence, and schools that are not making the big bucks are doing their due diligence, saying, how can we find a way to get to a spot where we're going to be able to make more money? And the biggest reason for that is because they want to be competitive. 
you can't put up great facilities, provide the best food and health care and all that stuff for the student-athletes if you don't have the money to do it. That some will. You know, and I'm not saying you got to go to revenue sharing because there's been talks that that's the future. You know, conferences are going to have revenue sharing. You know, the con- you know, you're going to get, uh, you know, every student athlete and, so for example, the Big 12 is going to make $20,000 a year. Every student athlete is going to make $20,000 a year because they'll just have revenue sharing. But the SEC might be handing out athletes $30,000 a year. And so guess what? Athletes are going to go to the SEC if they get the chance because they're going to be making more money. If they have two schools recruiting them, one from the SEC, one from the Big Ten, they're just going to be, you know, they'll say, we're, we're going to go to the one that's a little bit more, it's going to pay us more. And, and um, don't blame them to an extent. There's just so many things to work out. And the problem is when you don't have anybody governing a governing body that has any backbone, like the NCAA, for example, lot, bad things happen. And that's exactly what's kind of going on right now. So you have a lot of bad things like that happening. So that's the sad part. That's the really, really sad part is that you have bad things going on and nobody is keeping track of anything. I do want to say, though, the NCAA has implemented something nice here. One quick side note before we get to a break and bring on Ted Smith. But one thing that I do say has been really nice is the NCAA is going to offer athletes two years of post-eligibility injury coverage. So if you get injured in college and, you know, you still need, you know, you still need some health care stuff to take care of that, even though you might graduate, they're going to, for two years, they're going to have, they're going to give you some uh, injury coverage, even though you might be done. They're going to give you some injury coverage. And honestly, I... You know, that is a right move. It's a correct move. The thing is, the world is changing so fast, and it's and stuff is changing so quickly, and so much is changing, that it is impossible to keep up unless you are changing with the times. The NCAA is just so frozen in time on certain things that it's hard to do that. Very, very hard. So, I don't know. Once again, I... Conference realignment was cool for a while, but now it's becoming ridiculous, and it makes me wonder if we're ever going to get to a point to where we just we're, the st- we're just going to stay status quo. We're just going to stay right where we are for a decade. But I just don't know if that's going to happen because it's all about the money, who can make the most money, and how are we going to pull this all off. All right, let's get to a break. When we come back, Tess Smith is going to join us in studio. We're talking about the back-to-school bash. going to be happening here in Goodland. going to be a great time. Uh, sand volleyball tournaments, all kinds of stuff for the kids. And, of course, uh, we've got the big... Uh, uh, bags tournament, uh, cornhole tournament going on as well, put on by the Goodland High School basketball team. So we'll talk all about that next with Tess Smith. And plus, much more because we're getting into fall sports. She'll have flag football and things to get to at the GAC. Uh, that's all coming up next here on the Morning Blitz. What to expect when you're expecting a teenager learning the lingo? GOAT, G O A T, acronym, stands for greatest of all time, as in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner. They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit AdoptUSKids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt US Kids, and the Ad Council. Missing your NFL team's out-of-market games? Not a great plan. A much better plan? Switch to my plan from Verizon and get NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV on us with eligible phone purchase and Unlimited Plus. That's a value of up to $449. Get every out-of-market game every... Switch to my plan at your Verizon store today. And for a limited time, get NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV on us with eligible phone purchase and Unlimited Plus. It's your Verizon. $449 value applies to NFL Sunday ticket season 23-24 only. Additional terms and embargoes apply to NFL Sunday ticket on YouTube. No refunds. 
It's time for a check of the markets with the Anderson Trade Group on the Kansas Farm and Ranch Radio Network. Good morning. This is Paige Chapman at the Andersons with your morning grain report on Wednesday, August 2nd. In the overnight market, September corner is up three and a quarter at five and a quarter. December up three and three quarters at 5.11. And March up three and a quarter at 5.23. August soybeans are down 17 at 14.29 three quarters. September down 11 three quarters at 13.75, and November down 13 at 13.28 and a quarter. September Kansas City wheat is up 10 at 8.14 and a half. December up eight and a half at 8.26 and a quarter, and March up eight at 8.30 and a quarter. Dow Jones is down 162 points at 35,595. S&P down 29 at 4,572. NASDAQ down 136 points at 15,682. Silver is up $3.20 at $1,982. Gold is up $3.50 at $1,982.30. Silver is up $0.02 cents at $24.33. And crude oil is up $0.50 cents at $81.82. If you have any risk management questions or grain you would like to market in the Colorado area, you can reach John Hankey or Joseph Honing at 970-744-4484. Or in the Overland Park office, you can reach myself, Paige Chapman, Tom Saluto, or Tyler Ghosh at 913-748-3000. The Anderson Trade Group, proud market partners with Kansas Farm and Ranch Radio. Find out more at andersongrain.com. The risk of loss through trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance, whether actual or indicated, is not indicative of future results. The Anderson Trade Group has no guarantee that the advice given will result in profitable trades. Today, we're talking with aphids and whiteflies about Safina insecticide from BASF. We just got nailed with it. So tell us, how are you feeling? Really, really weird. And you still want to devour this field? Mm-mm. No, <laughs> no way, way, bro. There you have it, folks. Safina insecticide is specifically engineered to disorient aphids and whiteflies so they can't eat. And when they can't eat, they can't destroy. Help protect your sorghum from aphids with Safina insecticide. Always read and follow label directions. Corn rootworm is a ruthless pest, which is why Bayer is relentless in its innovation. SmartStacks Pro with RNAi technology is now here. With an RNAi-based mode of action unlike anything that's come before, plus two proven BT traits, it's innovation that equals the strongest biotech defense in medium to high corn rootworm pressure environments now available. Talk to your seed dealer about defending like a pro with SmartStacks Pro technology. Always read and follow IRM grain marketing and all other stewardship practices and pesticide label directions. Performance may vary. Providing the latest results and 4-H interviews on this Rockingham radio station from the fairgrounds, it's all part of your Cheyenne County, Kansas Fair. The fair updates are brought to you in part by the Cheyenne County Hospital and Clinics, Hot Brush Lettering, the Bird City Hometown Market, Burlington Ford, and Republican Valley Vet Clinic. These businesses support the 4-Hers and their fundraisers and projects year-round. The theme this year is a great theme, country strong and carrying on in St. Francis. If you're shopping for a banking institution, visit with Equity Bank of Hoxie, Grinnell, and Quinner, Kansas. The Equity Bank is heavily invested in local business and activities contributing in many ways back to their community. Their employees are involved with many organizations and area events. Plus, a lot of experience comes with that staff. You'll find valuable local assistance when you bank at the Equity Bank of Hoxie, Grinnell, Quinter, and other locations in western Kansas. The Equity Bank. Member FDIC. 
You're tuned in to the Morning Blitz. All they do is sit around and talk. On 102.5 U-Rock and the Rocking M app. Mountain Time, 8.32 in the Central Time Zone. Glad you're with us on the Morning Blitz. Always fun we have guests in studio. You know, people don't understand, you know, when you host a show by yourself, you do a lot of talking with yourself. And so I I admit I'm very thankful. You know, just a little history on Ross. So when I was growing up and and going through, you know, junior high, high school, I was very big into speech. Uh, do, I guess people here call it forensics. Yeah. I call it speech. Right. And you would too because you're, yes. you're my fellow Nebraskan. So we had speech and drama. But, you know, I did a, I did, I did the drama part too. But I was big into speech. And so, you know, you're talking to people. So that's how I have to pretty much be most mornings. Right. <laughs> like speech I'm mode. giving a speech. <laughs> even though it's not a speech in any way, shape, or form. I'm mostly just up here rambling about what runs through my mind right. sometimes at night when I wake up in the morning or sleep. So I mean, on some days, I'm really jealous that you get to do this. So Because so, you really just sit by yourself and get to just ramble your thoughts. So that's you know, not as, always a bad thing. As much as it's fun, it's it's a lot more, you know, like, for example, a year and a half ago when Dan was here, you know, it was way more fun when you had someone at least right. to have a conversation with. Even if they just said, yeah, or they gave you that look like, what are you talking about? Right. At, at least you had a some reaction. Some banter, some friendly, yeah. Yes. So, I, you know, I miss that some days. Some days I'm, I'm, you know, I can go for uh, probably two hours, you know, talking about different things, especially in the sports season. Sure. But uh, you get to summertime, and you're kind of like... Well, when I retire from the GAC, I'll join you. Oh, my gosh, Tess. I don't know when that will be or I'm if we'll go- still be here, but yes. <laughs> I'm going I'm going to uh, get that in writing just in case that does happen. I'm gonna sure. Get, get a contract. That's going to be great. I can't wait. That'll be so much fun. <laughs> uh, Tess Smith uh, is that voice you hear in studio, uh, head of the Goodland Activity Center. Uh, back to School Bash. Let's just dive right into it. We got a lot of things going. Uh, back to School Bash, uh, was last year the first year or yes, the second year? Yes, last first year was year. the first year. And, a lot of, and how would you say overall the first year went? A big-time success? Or, you know, one of those I things where we're kind of getting our feet wet and hopefully do better this year? Kind of getting our feet wet. Um, the sand volleyball tournament that we had for the junior and high school kids, we had about six teams, so I felt like that was a good turnout. I feel like this year's going to be a little bit less because some of our high school girls that could be playing are going to be attending a concert, so that's going to take away from some of the player Do you player know what pool. concert it is? I think they're going to somewhere, up, maybe up in Imperial. I'm not oh, 100% okay. sure, yeah. I think. That yes. makes sense. And so um, in the Mini Tikes Triathlon last year, we had about 20 participants. So I hope to see that one be a little bit bigger, as I'm trying to remind people as it's fair week, and I've seen around about like, hey, get signed up for the triathlon. So just trying to do something fun in the park. It's that last day for um, Julissa's concert. And then so that evening, try to have something fun in the day, and then towards the evening have those events. So... So, so you might once again the sand volleyball tournament going on. Still looking for teams. Can you sign up the day of? You can, but we need to have a little bit of an idea if you are planning because right now I've got zero teams committed mm. to the sand volleyball tournament. So if we don't have enough sand volleyball teams, we will move forward without the sand volleyball. So yes, you can register the morning of, but if you think you're going to get a team, please let me know so I'm a little more prepared with like a bracket and our our format. At this moment, I have no idea the format play because I know I don't know how many teams we have. Ideally, I'd like to do pool play and then into some type of bracket so you might have two teams yeah you'll just have to play five sets yep there you go best two out of three move on so if you haven't if you think you're getting a team together please reach out email call something let us know so i can kind of get an idea of a format so i have an idea of what my day looks like because as we're running the sand volleyball tournament and checking them in we're also 
wearing two hats and I'm going to be also man in the mini tykes triathlon. So, um, we'll have people, but not everybody will be in the know. The mini tykes triathlon. Once again, give us the, uh, give us the details of that. So run, swim and bike. Um, we started, well, we'll do the run for, or the bike first. So you'll start in that driveway, the road that goes between the tennis courts and the pool parking lot yes. right there that's going to be the start so for the little little guys um the little age groups they're just going to ride essentially just around like the pool sidewalk and then those older groups they're going to go all the way around the stever park trail that'll be their bike run or their bike and their run so their bike and their run route are essentially the same and then their pool then ditch everything come the pool will be the last thing they do and younger ages just have to swim across and then the others will swim across and back there you go. So, so there you go. For those who are curious on yes. what that all entails, that and we're was a looking very at well described. Ten dollars per kid for that. So just looking to give them something to do. Not really even trying to make any money off of that. Just a little skin in the game. So you show up if you enrolled your ten dollars. And for sand volleyball, just want uh, ten bucks a player. So six people per team. I prefer it to be co-ed style. But at this point, if we just get people that want to play. I'll take any format, any style. Just want them to come and have fun and enjoy the day. Once again, this is we're talking back to school bash. That is August 11th. That's a Friday. Uh, that's going to be going on, and so a little, lot of fun to kind of cap the summer as we're it will be less than a week away from uh, you know beginning school. So we'll start registration for that. The mini text triathlon at 8:30. All age divisions will register at 8:30. So if you're in the older age group, don't sit around and wait till 10 o'clock. You need to be there at 8.30 because if there's only three participants, we're just going to keep moving and keep rolling through the age group. So you're, if you are late, there's a chance you could miss your event. Yeah, so once again, be there at 8.30. Yes. What are the age ranges? So the first group will be kindergarten, first grade, going at 9. Uh, the second group will be second through third grade, going at 9.30. And then the third group will be fourth through six, going at 10. There you go. So once again, that's the mini Tykes Triathlon. You have that going on at the Back to School Bash. And, of course, you also have... Uh, the sand volleyball tournament, which once again, they are needing teams right now. There may not be a tournament. It may just be who knows what, depending on what you got <laughs> right. showing up there. So Sandcastle uh, competition. <laughs> that'd, be, that'd be good, honestly. That wouldn't be all bad. Oh, something to throw in hey, the mix. You know what? That's not all bad. <laughs> Think about that. Sandcastle, sandcastle competition in Goodland, Kansas? Right. What? Where'd they get the sand? Wow, right. that'd be interesting nonetheless. Tess Smith joining us in studio. So those are the two. Have anything else going on the back-to-school bash as well? Well, then in the evening, so that's also the, then a couple of fundraiser things that I'm a part of a little bit. Uh, Coach Dahl's having his cornhole tournament, which I know you and him talked about on Monday. I believe the Sherman County Community Foundation is also providing a bounce house that evening for the littles to play on. And then I, as the GAA sponsor, we're going to do a, a pie-throwing contest for a fundraiser. I've got five for sure contestants <laughs> that everybody will love to throw a cool whip pie at. Um, Mr. Beerman, Mr. Lehman, yep, yep. Mr. Holleran, Mr. Rudolph, Mrs. Doddle. Still working on that sixth. It may have to be me if I can't get them in. I'm still working on the one contestant that the, the girls have asked me to get to, but I haven't been able to reach out yet. For- for some reason, and I don't know why this is, but I just feel like as if it was not a hard sell on some of those. Well, we really wanted a dunk tank, so I'm just going to put it out there. Somebody in town needs to come up with a dunk tank for this community. I wanted a dunk tank, couldn't find one. And so I went out on a limb, and Julissa and I were talking, and she's like, what about pie throwing? And I, So I sent a message to Mr. Lehman, Mr. Beerman, and Mr. Holler, and I was like, 
if you approve this fundraiser, I'm going to need your help because you will be money getters. And I thought I'd have a little more pushback, but they were like, we're in, let's do it. So so we're going to do that different maybe than others. We're going to have the six contestants and it's going to be like a a bracket. So like you and I would compete for 10 minutes. And if you won more money than me, you're going to move on. Oh, And so just take about an hour of time. And then the winner's going to get a goodie bag. You got to make a lot of pies. <laughs> yeah, I or, I just ordered I three I just ordered three cases of Cool Whip in the spray cans uh, the other day. So Is that going to be enough? I hope that's 30 okay. some Who knows how many Cool Whip containers are are in a case? 12. 12. <laughs> 12 and if you use a bigger plate, you can only get 4. So we're going to use a little bit smaller dessert plate so we can Oh, it's a personal it pie? Yeah, just a little personal yeah. pie yes. throwing. Oh man. So that'll that, be fun. That's going to be harder to throw a little bit yes. there. Yes. I, mean, I guess I don't know. Is it is it Just direct? we're going to ha- have them we're going to have them stand just a little bit back. I can't have them smashing a yeah, pie in their say. face, but yeah. So it'll be fun. Something different, I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Well, that's a uh, <laughs> that's for sure. That'll be interesting. <laughs> Once again, I just I can just see that email, and they're like, "Yes, we will do that." That sounds like something I would do. But yeah, they were. They no pushback. I was yeah, surprised. I, I'm not for some reason. <laughs> I feel like they would. That's right up their alley. It seems like something that they would do. Uh, this we're talking back to school bash. It's coming up August 11th. Uh, put on by Sherman County Community Foundation, the Goodland GAC. Plenty of things. I mentioned, of course, the Goodland Cowboy Basketball putting on their yes. their cornhole tournament, which has been as Coach Dahl says, kind of been a growing event each yeah. year. They continue to get a little bit bigger and bigger. That's, I think it's kind of cool to see all that. You know, I've been always trying to figure out when and where I can get a, a cornhole tournament in during the winter, but we just don't have all the facilities for it. But his is very successful in the summer, so I know if I can come up with a winter date, I know we could have a good turnout for that as well. Uh, anything else with the back-to-school bash nope. before we move on? Okay, that's so it. once again, in recapping, uh, you've got, of course, the Mini Tyke Triathlon. That's 10 bucks a kid, but you need to be there at 8.30 Correct. on the morning. This is August 11th. You need to be there. Of course, you have the Sand Volleyball Tournament that is in flux. They need teams right now, but yes. if you're interested in getting a team or playing in it, or if you think you were going to play in it, you need to let Tess know right now. What's the best way to let you know Just, right now? Uh, at the GAC, uh, stop in, obviously, or you can call down there, 785-890-7242. There you go. So let them know at the GAC that you're going to be there and then want to participate in the Sand Volleyball Tournament. Uh, otherwise, it may be a sandcastle making deal. <laughs> right. We'll just have to wait and see. Uh, so that's all going on. And, of course, uh, the pie-throwing contest sure. as well. So good times yes. by all. Uh, Tess Smith joining us in studio. There's more coming up down after August 11th. We're getting into fall sports. I know flag football yes. is coming up. That's always my hardest thing because we're not in school, so it's hard to get registration. So flag football is open, kindergarten through sixth grade, boys and girls. The deadline to register is August 21st at 8 p.m., um, we'll play games in September, September nine or September tenth, seventeenth, twenty fourth, and October first. So games will all be Sunday afternoon, starting at three o'clock, out at Centennial Park. Twenty bucks a kid. So um, make sure you get there. We're really encouraging a lot of online registration. It's so much easier for me. Um, I was kind of scared of technology and all that, you know, but. <laughs> Last couple summers, it's made so many of my events easier. Register, there, they th- it throws them into a little cue box, and I just drag them to the teams they want to go to. So, so it's so much easier. But we'll always need coaches for this league. Um, I've got high school kids that help officiate, but time, time to register for that is now. Once again, that's the Goodland GAC flag football registration going on now, and you can get your kid entered online. You can still come. You can still come by. We still have paper registrations for those that are against. But you're pushing the technology. Yes, but we are pushing it because it's so much easier now. You can just do it from your phone. You can pay online. So trying to just make things as simple as possible for everybody. So 
Make sure you hit that so, August 21st date. It's like that movie. We have the technology. Exactly. <laughs> Let's do it. And then coming up, and that will be more as we get into school, um, Coach Brumbaugh and I have talked about the GAC, GHS volleyball camp dates and just kind of waiting for her to look at her calendar and see what suits best for her and the team to help us with that. So that one won't be as hard, and that one you can register just the day of the first camp because we don't have to make teams. So, so flag football, youth volleyball camp, and then – for you adults, just so you can start thinking about it, it is co-ed volleyball will be coming up. I believe I have the registration for that at the end of October. We'll start playing in November, so be getting your friends together for that. There you go. So plenty of things going on at the Goodland GAC and the surrounding area as well with the back-to-school bash and yes. stuff like that. So uh, is your are you ready for the summer to be done? I am. You know, we've been done about two weeks now out at the complex, so it's been nice to have a little bit of a break and then um, – uh, being you know obviously small town fair so everybody's got up their piece so been out there every evening running the plinko thing with the girls and helping man that so it's it's slowed down but still definitely just some long days is there a key to winning at plinko since you've helped yeah. out there so no, much? no uh, yeah really it's the kind of the key is how where where i put place the things that say you, token where? yeah <laughs> you know like I, the first one of the first nights i had him in an odd spot and i was like man nobody's really winning so we kind of shuffled them up a little bit so i figured that's the point of the county fair right to win prizes well it is trust me i've got some friends they've got tokens out the you know what yes i mean and every year they end up with a whole bunch of stuffed animals and i'm just like oh what do you, don't know exactly. but they've got they've got a <laughs> they've got a whole bunch of them a whole bunch of them right i know they do so uh, and they've got so many they're donating them to my kids now oh, that, there so, you go you know they, they, back they, to you. they like they like they like like last night they went and they got some and they brought back these little ones for my kids which is very nice thank sure. you but right. you know i mean right whew. Playing for a cause. <laughs> That's right. we got to play for a cause. Uh, anyway, Tess Smith from the Goodland Activity Center. Tess, once again, thank you so much. Appreciate you stopping in. Sure. And uh, enjoy the last few days of summer. I'm going to ask you one thing I know. Yeah, what's up? Go back to the softball world. Yeah, what's up? Oklahoma's big pit, Oklahoma State's big pitcher, Kelly Maxwell, joined the transfer portal. How do you feel about this? She's going to Oklahoma. Well... My guess is there was money involved in that. Probably. If I had to take she's a really whole bunch solid of deal. and really good. So I knew when she entered the portal, I was, I was waiting to see where it fell. And then last night I saw she was going to Oklahoma, and I was like, "Wow, in-state rival, conference rival, interesting." <sighs> Telling you, there's money. Whole, there's just so much power in money. It's the reason that we have things to talk about on the sports, Absolutely. on the sports uh, radio and in television. It's all based on money. You know, yep. whether you've got schools leaving conferences or you've yeah. got players leaving schools. It's mostly due to the fact that they're getting more money because Oklahoma State's a good program. Yes, it's, exactly. It's not, they've been in the World Series the yes. last five years. Yes, they've yeah. been very good. Yes. and But now you're going to the state rival who's won, I don't know, what is it now? Duh. How many in a row? Four? Four, yeah, four or five? Four, four yeah. in a row? Three in a row? Yep. I don't know. How many consecutive games? Yes. Nuts. Yes. Nonetheless, but the biggest reason why is probably you've got some booster that says, well, we'll pay you $100,000 if right. you come here. Get yeah. Kelly Barnhart. We'll, you know? And, and Kelly Maxwell will be fine. Once again, when you have no rules... Things get out of control, yeah. and that's exactly what's happening. I mean, it'll be interesting. I love to watch her pitch, so it'll be fun. But I was just like, wow, in-state rival. No, I mean, it's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's sad, but it's true. I, you know, it's that's that's like the step above going in conference. Yes. You know, like you're staying in conference. To stay in conference and go to your – well, there's another thing to keep in mind. Is she going to be a senior? Yeah, I believe so. Okay, I was going to say, because then she'd be going to the SEC if she yes. wasn't. So that'd right. be something to keep in mind. But I think no. she's a senior. Could – might not be, but I think she is. 
it's a it's a weird time. I just I don't remember this. I was saying this very early in the show this morning. I just don't remember a time like this where we were always talking about players leaving programs and and schools leaving conferences. I mean, you don't even talk about this stuff at the professional level, right? Not that guys are leaving teams are leaving conferences, but you know, players leaving teams, you know, every year or right. every other year because they have contracts. Exactly. You know, it's amazing. So, Unbelievable. Got to have guidelines, people. When that's, I get retired, this will be a, this. Look at this banter we can have. Oh, going. I cannot wait, Tess. <laughs> we're getting that. We're getting that in writing as soon as we get to break. So, all right, uh, let's take a quick break, and we come back. Uh, we will be wrapping up the show with the Royals and the Rockies. Uh, thanks to Tess Smith for joining us in studio. You're listening to the Morning Blitz. Midwest Energy begins charging demand rates for residential customers on January 1st, 2024. In August, Midwest is sending all residential customers a mailer explaining demand rates. Participate in the summer demand challenge and you'll learn how appliance use impacts demand and be entered to win one of 50 50 visa gift cards learn more about demand rates at mwenergy.com under the residential tab midwest energy a customer owned cooperative making energy work for you are you getting all the discounts you're entitled to on your home and auto insurance multi-car multi-policy common loss deductible remodel credits are just a few options available Do you have a special circumstance requiring insurance coverage? We might be able to help with that also. Check with the girls at the insurance agency at 1020 Main Street in Goodland or call 785-899-5011. We offer coverage from several companies to best suit your insurance needs. Call or stop by and talk to Roxanne, Susan, or Judy for all your insurance needs. Welcome to the Maverick Half Minute. The first day of classes is August 14th. Dorm move-in will be from August 10th through the 12th, and welcome week will be from August 14th through the 17th. We have many things planned, including a jalapeno eating contest, pool party, water balloon fight, and a Main Street crawl. Check your email or social media for full schedules. For more information, call or text us at 785-890-3641. Keeping your kids safe is a full-time job. Whether it's putting on outlet covers, installing child gates, or gluing down your priceless face. So Duracell made one part of childproofing simple. Our lithium coin batteries are the only ones coated in a non-toxic bitterant to help discourage swallowing. Your kid is safer, and you've got one less thing to worry about. Or glue down. Duracell. Engineered for more. Available in 2032, 2025, and 2016 sizes. Adopt US Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting A Teenager Learning the Lingo. GOAT, G O A T, acronym, stands for Greatest of All Time, as in spaghetti sandwiches for dinner? They're my fave. Dad, you're the GOAT. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will love you just the same. Visit adoptuskids.org. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Adopt U.S. Kids, and the Ad Council. Here we go. Steve Cavino. Ooh. Rich Davis. Yes. This is Cavino and Rich. What is your first instinct when you see what's going on with Josh Jacobs and My Saquon Barkley? My first instinct Barkley? is running backs are no more special than any other job in the history of jobs. You know, technology replaces a lot of jobs. Every career, someone has to pivot. We've had to pivot. It's like syndication. Cavino and Rich. 3 to 5 Mountain Time on AM 730 Fox Sports Tri-State. It's County Fair time in the Tri-State area. Rockingham Media will be there. Live updates, including daily schedules, livestock and 4-H interviews, highlights from the grandstand events, and a whole lot more. County Farm updates on Rockingham Media, sponsored by Weigel Concrete, FM Bank, the Colby Convention and Visitors Bureau, American Implement, 
MC Auto, Nutrien Ag, Pathway Ag, High Plains Co-op, Great Western Tire, Taco John's, Paul's Furniture, and Colby Ag. Harvest more of what you grow with a Case IH Axial Flow Combine from Colby Ag Center in Colby. Axial Flow Combines deliver cleaner grain samples straight from the field. That means more grain and less dockage at the elevator. And with AFS Harvest Command, you get harvesting technology that monitors changing crop conditions and proactively adjusts the combine to optimize the settings. Technology that puts more grain in the tank and money in the bank. Find it today at Colby Ag Center in Colby. It's the Morning Blitz. Hey guys, you ready to let the dogs out? Weekday mornings from 7 to 8 Mountain, 8 to 9 Central on 1025 U Rock and the Rocking M app. 1-2 pitch, little squibber towards first. They'll get the out there, but home comes Tovar. Wasn't exactly what Ilaris wanted, but he gets the Rockies on the board on the ground out. Just a few minutes left to go on our Thursday program. Thanks again to Tess Smith for joining us on the show here today, talking back-to-school bash. Once again, that's coming up a week from this Friday. That's August 11th that we will be having the back-to-school bash. Not we, but they will be having the back-to-school bash, excuse me, over there at Stever Park with a sand volleyball tournament possibly, the Little little Trikes Triathlon, uh, of course, uh, Goodland Basketball hosting the uh, Cornhole Tournament, of course, concert in the park. A big full day to kind of end summer because school will start uh, the 17th and practice kicks off a couple days later with the 14th. That's right. Fall sports practices begin Monday the 14th, I believe. I believe that's right. Yeah, I feel pretty confident in that. Yeah. Uh, let's get to baseball real quick before we run out of time. The Royals. How about the Kansas City Royals, folks? They have won five games in a row. It makes me just think of Lou Brown in Major League. You know, we win two in a row, and that's called a winning streak. And that's, they win three, and that's called a winning streak. And that's what the Royals are on, a winning streak. They've won five in a row. They beat the New York Metropolitans 4-0 yesterday. Cole Raggins, six innings, seven hits, one walk, eight Ks. Good performance from the former Texas Ranger now in the Kansas City Royal Blue. Very good showing from him. Zerpa and Clark out of the bullpen. Three innings of shutout ball as well. Maybe one of the better pitching performances the Royals have had all season uh, out of their entire staff. And then Bobby Wood Jr. and Michael Garcia combined for five of the 12 hits that the Royals had in their uh, win yesterday over the Mets. And they have won this series against the Mets, who are having a fire sale. And or had a fire sale, I should say, and have a chance to go for a sweep today in Game 3. Uh, that is set for 12:10, sorry, 1:10 Central Time on AM 790K Triple X. But I do want to get to the big time stat from that game real quickly. I had to pull it up. But with the win over the Mets yesterday, it was their fifth consecutive victory. It extended their longest winning streak in more than two years. Kansas City's winning streak, uh, their long, uh, their longest streak since 2021 in July when they won six straight. And it's been some pretty dire times, but they have now won five straight. Can they push it to six to tie that record? Can they get another win, possibly if they sweep the Mets, to put themselves in a spot to set a little bit new record? But uh, it's been a very slim pickings for wins when it comes to the Royals, but they have won five in a row. And I'm sure there's some weird stat, like they've won more games over the last five days or six days than they did through the entire month of whatever. I'm sure there's some stat like that. I don't have that information, but I'm sure there probably is a stat like that. 
But Royals win. They take on the Mets again. Do they go for the sweep? As for the Rockies, after they won the series opener against the Padres a couple nights ago, they have now lost two in a row and have lost the series to the Padres. The Padres took advantage of that thin Colorado air. Again, 11-1, to they rout the Rockies. This game wasn't out of hand until the top of the ninth when San Diego put up seven runs, highlighted by a three-run homer from uh, Tatis Jr., Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, getting it done for the Padres. The Padres just hit a ton of home runs in this series. I mean, you had Gary Sanchez yesterday had two home runs. Juan Soto had his third home run in two games. Uh, and then, of course, you had Fernando Tatis go out there and get a home run as well. So they took advantage of the thin air. They they lit up Kyle Freeland, who gave up three long balls in six innings, seven hits, four runs, and six Ks. Uh, and then offensively, just not enough. You can't get four hits if you're Colorado when the opposition gets 14. But four hits for Colorado. Um, one of them, they had a couple doubles. But it, and the only way they drove in the run, you heard it there, was Ilaris Montero grounding out in for a bases loaded deal. They kind of got aided by a hit batter and a walk uh, that helped them load the bases up. And so Colorado gets spanked 11 to 1. They lose the series again to the Padres. Colorado has a day off today, and then they will be heading to um, St. Louis. For a series starting on Friday. A couple of scuffling teams, but uh, Nolan Arenado will get to face his old club and some of his teammates facing off against him. So there you go. Padres, once again, over the Rockies, 11-1. to Although, you know, it's it's going to be, a, a, you know, the final, what, 30, 20-some-odd games of this year for the Colorado Rockies and for the Royals or not. You know, people have already checked out. But this is the time to see what you might have to build with going forward. That's the big thing. You might have uh, you might have some of those. Uh, they might be able to help you figure out what you got going forward. You know, with Tovar and Nolan Jones and Montero and Toglia, Wins, Doyle, those type of guys that you don't know a whole lot. You know what you have in McMahon and Rogers, who's back after being injured most of the season. But finding out what these other guys have in their pockets, are they guys that you can build with? Or are they guys that you got to start finding and finding replacements for? That's going to be the thing. Same thing with the pitching staff for both, uh, for both the Rockies and the Royals, too. It's about finding out what you have for next year that you can try to build around. A three-run walk-off home run. A game-winning walk-off with a walk-off. His second walk-off hit of the season. In walk-off fashion. Once again, we have reached this point where we have football, folks. Tonight, the NFL preseason begins with the Hall of Fame game from Canton. And so you have tonight the Browns taking on the Jets. How much will we see Aaron Rodgers? How much will we see Deshaun Watson? Will we see those players? Will we see some of these pieces? I mean, the Jets are going to be one of the most highly talked about teams all season long because of the talent that they have, the young talent that they have, you know, like Sauce Gardner and Brees Hall and, oh, I forget the wide receiver's name. Nonetheless, they've got the young wide receiver, and then they've got other place, you know, other, other guys that have come with Aaron Rodgers. Alan Lazard is there. Randall Cobb is there. You know, the, the, the Rodgers Rat Pack is there. So, uh, Kyler goes, the Hall of Fame game is always so boring, but I watch it every year. Yes, I'm with you, Kyler, 100%. It's not great football, but I'll watch anyway. I mean, 
<laughs> I always remember watching the preseason games because, you know, that was when my, my, my beloved Huskers that got drafted to play would be in the preseason because they wouldn't make the NFL roster because they were not based for pro-style offenses. Uh, and so you see a lot of weird players, but uh, hopefully we get to see at least one series with the main guys today. That does it for our show. Thanks to Tess Smith. Thanks to you for all tuning in. Have a great Thursday. We're back again to wrap of the week on a Friday tomorrow. It's been The Blitz.